A Christian is never in a hopeless situation. But we, we walk around so defeated, but we can show, quote, well, Jesus paid the price. He died on the cross. Yes, he did. And he rose on the third day. Yes, he did. With all power in his hand. Yes, he did. But where your power at? Where your power at? Prayer is our direct and honest communication with God. As believers, we may face situations that appear to be hopeless and even impossible to overcome. In the midst of those trials is where we find out that prayer changes things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, actually, a lot of people talked this morning about um, their testimony, and Sister talked about encouraging and pressing. And today, I just actually wanted to go in talking about the power of praying and that how prayer changes things. And that for the body of Christ, we have got to gird up our loins with truth and pray because it is so needed in this time. And so I'm just going to talk to you about prayer and how prayer changes things. And before I get started, I like to pray because I like to let God know he's in control. I like to let him know it's not even about me. I can sit there and be just fine. I don't need an introduction. I don't have to give you a resume because Jesus knows my name. And all I want to do is serve him. Serving with my whole heart. And when sister says she see me at work, it's because I've been led by the Lord to maybe minister or share. And that's only because of prayer, because prayer changes things. And that's what I want to encourage the body of Christ today is to pray. And so we're going to pray, and I'm just going to share a little bit with you. I won't be before you long, but I'm just going to pray. And, and we're just going to set the atmosphere, and, and we're just going to welcome God to come in and have his way. Father, I thank you, and we thank you, Lord God, for this day that you have truly made, Lord God. Father, it's such a privilege and it's such an honor to be able to be used by you, Lord God, to stand here to give you glory and to give you honor, Lord God. Father, I decrease that you may increase on the inside of me, Lord God, not my will, but your will be done in this place today, Lord God. Just as Jesus always said, I have come but to do the will of the Father. And Lord, I pray that the people today, those that you have drew here today, Lord, that their hearts are open to receive, Lord God, to receive what your word is speaking to them this day, Lord God, and speak through my mouth and have your way, oh great God, that you and you alone will be glorified in this place, Lord God. And it's Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, I want to talk about prayer and how prayer changes things and that as believers, it is necessity for us to pray. It is like the Bible talks about in Deuteronomy when God was speaking to the children of Israel. He said, I let you hunger, but that you will know that man does not live off of bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so as the believers, we have to know that it is God that gives us the strength to do the things we need to do. Jesus talks about, and I'm going to do some scriptures, but you don't have to turn to them all because I'm just going to reference some and then you can write them down for you can know next time when you're studying the word. But Jesus talks about in Matthew 6, 6, but when you go pray, go into your most private room, closing the door and pray to your father who is in secret 
and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open that this is the intimate time where you go and know God and fellowship with him. We all need to have a personal relationship with God. And we all need to know that we have to go into our private times and pray. That is where we get to know the God that we serve. Pastor can't do it for you, and I can't do it for you. But you have to have that intimate relationship with God where you get to know who he is and develop that time and place with him. Prayer is just simply heartfelt communication with the Father, either for yourself or you're praying for someone else or you're thanking God or just fellowshipping with him. That's what prayer is. And sometimes I think in church we get so, you know, it's got to be hollering and screaming and, you know, it's got to be humping and bumping and, you know, is that prayer? Prayer is communication with the Father. It's not about having you moved by what I'm saying because it's God that convicts you in your spirit. It's not me. It's not I that do the works, but it's him that do the works in and through me. And so prayer is heartfelt communication with the Father where you carve out some time in your personal time and go and pray to God. And it's just talking to him, just telling the Lord, how are you doing this morning? Father, I just thank you for waking me up. I thank you for allowing me to see another day. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Things may not be where I want them to be right now, but Lord, I'm so grateful that they're not where they used to be. And then I go on about my way to work. You know, I may be on my job. Father, I thank you. Things is tough right now, but I thank you that I have a job. Father, I thank you for loving me and for blessing me with the ability to go to work. You know, that's communication. That's prayer. That's talking to God. We get so caught up in everything else. We forget that God already know who we are. You know, he already knows who we are. If we get all upset and cut up, I was listening to the brother give his testimony. But sometimes we get in church and we get so, oh, you know, God, the devil is busy. We give him too much power. We give him too much power. You know, the same way I used to be in the world, I would scrap in a minute. And I mean, like he, I would tear the house off. But the same way that I am that way, I am worse with God when it comes to praying for my family. I mean, we get to, we get in the church and we forget how to fight. We get, we let the devil just run all up in the house, tear the kids up. Everybody's sick. Ain't nobody got no money. Everybody complaining. And then we come to church and we sit here and we need pastor to make us feel good. No, pastor's here to equip you. He's here to teach you how to walk out this salvation. Paul says, I walk it out with fear and trembling that I sin not against you. I wish the enemy would run up in my house. I don't play. I don't play. And that's what we need to do in the body of Christ. We need to pray. What did the word talk about? That the violence takes it by force? That it takes it by force. So why do we sit back and let the enemy just run up in our house and tear things up? I want to encourage you to pray, to seek God. And when you're praying, you are speaking God's word to him. And when you're speaking God's word to him, you're telling him that I submit to your will, Father. And then you're allowing God to have permission to get in your situation when you speak what God say. But if you speak opposite of what God says, your situation doesn't change. The Bible says prayer changes things. And we heard about when Daniel was praying. Daniel was praying for three weeks and fasting, right? He didn't give up. But God said the angel came to him. 
and said the first time he heard you. The first time he heard you, Daniel. So we get in the body of Christ and we just get so like we don't know how to fight. If the pastor don't say a message that moves you, you ain't coming back to church. But see, that's your salvation. You have to learn how to pray. You have to learn how to trust God. Abraham prayed. Look how long it took him to get a son. We looked at Job. Job didn't get up, give up. Job prayed the whole time he was going through some things. We, we got to read the Bible to understand the God we serve. Prayer causes you to have an intimate relationship with the Father. Prayer causes you to know God. Prayer causes you to have confidence in who he is and his ability. A Christian is never in a hopeless situation. But we, we walk around so defeated. But we can show, quote, well, Jesus paid the price. He died on the cross. Yes, he did. And he rose on the third day. Yes, he did. With all power in his hand. Yes, he did. But where your power at? Where your power at? We have to learn how to pray. We have to learn how to seek God. We have to quit complaining and murmuring like the children of Israel did. All we got, every time you talk to somebody, they're rehearsing their problems. But then what about the God we serve? Is he not good enough? Is he not big enough? Can he not change? Did he not part the Red Sea? Did he not raise Lazarus from the dead? So why are we not talking about the God we serve? It's because we don't have relationship with him. We don't have relationship with him. When you have relationship with the Father, he speaks to you. And you don't just talk, you sit and listen, right? It says, be still and know that I am God. So he can speak to you and speak to you in your situation. Jesus prayed all the time. In Luke 5, 16, it said, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And in Mark 1.35, it says, In the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. Our Savior was praying. Did we wake up and pray this morning? Did we, go, did we pray before we lay down? Did we cover our house? Did we remind the devil that he's already been defeated? Did we take authority over circumstances and situations that doesn't line up? to the words of God? Are we pleading the blood of Jesus over our children? Are we anointing their heads before they go to bed? Are we praying over our vehicles before we go to work? Are we praying for coworkers? Did you pray for Lily of the Valley this morning when you came in here? Did you wake up and say, Lord, it is you that draw men to you, Lord God. Bring every soul that needs to come into Lily of the Valley this morning, Lord God. It ain't about the numbers. It's about the people that you draw, Lord God. Let us have a word for them, Lord God. Let us cover them with the blood of Jesus. Father, we're looking for a new thing in Lily of the Valley. You're shaking the foundation, Lord God. You're changing things, Lord God. You're speaking to the hearts of your people for Lily of the Valley, Lord God. Did we pray for Lily of the Valley? Did we cover pastor this morning? Did we pray for his family? Did we say, Lord, bless him because he's putting in a work that nobody has no understanding. It's not easy getting up here being a man of God when you have the church people that won't even pray everybody's against you because it's all about politics it's not easy being a pastor trying to do a sheep trying to pray for the body of Christ did we cover him did we ask God to bless the works of his hands did we ask God to give him power to get wealth 
Do we ask God to give him the wisdom to speak to the people today? Do we ask him, Lord God, to cover his family, to heal them, Lord God, to bring in financial increase, Lord God? Do we pray for the man of God this morning? Are we just praying? Are, are we even praying at all? Jesus prayed. And in Matthew eleven twenty five twenty six, 25, 26, it says at that time, Jesus began to thank the Father. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And I acknowledge openly and joyfully to your honor that you have hidden these things from the wise and clever and learned and revealed them to babies, to the childish, untaught and unskilled. Yes, Father, I praise you that such was your gracious will and good pleasure. Jesus was thanking the Father. He was God in the flesh, but yet he still prayed because he came to do the will of the Father. It was all about God all the time. It wasn't about him. He didn't have no selfish motive. Why are you trying to get extra money? Why you want a promotion so you can buy more things so people can look at you? Why do you want to be healed? Is it to testify the glory of God? Why do you want your family whole and your marriage complete? Why do you want that? Why do we want those things? So we can be a living example, a living epistle of who Christ is in the earth. That's what Jesus came to do, to be an example for us. And so if he prayed, then we need to pray. He prayed in Luke 11, 1, 4. And then he was praying in a certain place. And when he stopped, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done, held holy and reverent on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread, food for the morrow, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is in debt to us, who has offended us or done us wrong, and bring us not into temptation, but rescue us from evil. And that's the amplified version. This prayer Jesus showed his disciples, it was a model prayer. He wasn't saying that you had to pray that prayer every single day. Prayer comes from the heart. It's heartfelt communication to the Father. It ain't about repetitions and rememorizing stuff. Sometimes we quote scriptures and there ain't no power popping off in that scripture because you're just saying something so somebody can know you know a scripture. If that scripture ain't alive in you, there is no power in you. You're just quoting scriptures. All the time the disciples were with Jesus, they was with him and they seen him do miracles. They watched him do a whole lot of things, but all they asked him to do was, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Why do you think the disciples said that? Because they saw that when Jesus prayed, things happened. They saw he had a relationship with his father. They saw the intimacy that he had when he went into his secret place and came out changed. He came out strengthened. He came out renewed. He came out with wisdom and knowledge that didn't come from the earth ram. That's what they saw. And that's what people need to see in us. They need to see the God we serve. He said, let your light so shine that men see your good deeds. They're not praising pastor, but they glorifying the father. They're not praising pastor. They glorifying the father. 
And prayer changes things. Every believer needs to have a prayer life. We all got to have a prayer life because the issues of life are coming, right? We're all going to go through a storm. Either we're in one now, we're coming out of one, or we're going in one. And we need to know how to pray. When Jesus was on the boat, the disciples, oh, Lord, you know, the storm was coming. You, you can pray. You don't have to call pastor up. You don't have to wait till you get the church to pray. You can pray so that you equipped. I know when I pray, and this isn't cockiness or nothing, but when I pray, Jesus shows up. I'm just going to be honest with you. When I pray, the atmosphere shifts in my house, on my job. I have confidence that when I pray, Jesus shows up. It's not I that do the work. It's him that do the works in and through me. But I have bonus. I know when I pray, Jesus shows up. I went to last year, my older son was going through some things. And he was going through some things. And you see, if I didn't have a prayer life, I wouldn't have knew that he was going through some things. And he called on the phone and his voice didn't sound right. And I was like, okay, Lord, what's going on? So I went to the father. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I may be in Alaska and Fairbanks, and he may be in Oklahoma, but there is no distance in the spirit realm. So I send your word all the way to Oklahoma, Lord God. And I undergird my son with the word of God. And Father, whatever is going on, you reveal it in the name of Jesus. And I remind you, Satan, that you've already been defeated. And what belongs to me already belongs to God. So you got to loosen, let it go in the name of Jesus. So I sent the word all the way to Oklahoma because that's the confidence that I had. I didn't walk around worrying. I didn't start crying. Oh, Lord, what's going on? No, I took authority. And God said, you need to get there. My husband said, yeah, I think you need to go. So I was praying all the way on the plane. And, and uh, you know, that story in Elijah where he said that um, the, he showed the servant because he's like, oh, they're coming to get us, all the chair. And then he told God, the servant, he said, God, show him that there's more with us than with them. And so, Lord, I know we were going up against some people, but I wasn't moved by the people because I serve a good God. I serve a covenant-keeping God. I serve a God that's the Alpha and the Omega. I serve a God that's the beginning and the end. I serve a God that said all power was in his hand. I serve a God said that I have the power over all the works of the enemy. I serve a good God. So I went with that in my mind that I serve a good God. And I tell you the God honest truth. I was praying. And when we landed in Dallas, Texas, I'm going to tell you when we landed, the anointing hit me in that plane. And God said, we just showed up. Hallelujah. We just showed up. We just showed up. If God is for you, who and what could be against you? We just showed up. We just showed up. Now what you going to do, Satan? What you going to do now? I showed up. I showed up. And Jesus, when he wrote, all power was in his hand. So the same power that was in him was in me. And when we landed, the anointing dropped. And I said, God, we just showed up. We just showed up. Glory to God. We get in church and we don't know how to fight. But I dare the enemy to run up in my house. Are you serious? I dare the enemy to run up this way. 
I know the God that I serve. And the believers need to rise up and understand the God that we serve. It ain't about playing church no more. It ain't about political, who signed who in, who signed who out. If God then put him in position, he don't belong there. God is the one that raised one up, David said, and he's the one that set another down. We get so caught up in the man who's supposed to be here, who ain't supposed to be here. I ain't going there because she go there or he shouldn't be the pastor. Get out of here. Get behind me, Satan. That's what you do. Get behind me, Satan. We don't have, we, we got to understand that we serve God. We serve God. We serve a living God. We always say the cliche, oh, in the name of Jesus. But do you know what that name means? Every knee must bow down. And every tongue must confess because he's Lord. There is power in the name of Jesus. If I can't say nothing else, I say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, there is power in your name, Lord God. There is power. Let God be truth and every man a lie. Let God be truth. We should not say nothing but what God says about us and about our situations. Prayer changes things. Prayer sets the atmosphere for God to come in. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. We got to press in, saints. We got to press in. I get like this at home. I get ugly like this at home. My husband, my son will tell you, I don't mess around. When he comes home and he didn't been somewhere he hadn't been, I said the name of Jesus. I plead the blood. Satan, you ain't welcome in here. You don't got to get all crazy on your kids. You don't got to cuss him out and get all crazy. You just say what God says about him. Oh, he is the head and not the tail. He is above and not beneath. My sons will serve God. I don't care what it looks like. They will serve God. For I call it household salvation. Psalms 112 talks about because I keep his commandment and walk upright before him. The generation of the upright is blessed and wealth and riches is in our house. Oh yeah, I speak the word. I don't care what kind of monkey he looking. I don't care what kind of monkey he acting. And he know I'll say it in public. He know I'll say it at home. I don't play with the devil. I don't mess around. He can't have my kids. He can't have my husband. He can't have my finances. He can't have my health. He can't have none of that. And this morning, we were all sick. Sick. Diarrhea. Everybody's sick. I said, the devil is a lie. I'm telling you right now. We riot, no snotting. And I said, oh, Jesus. Jesus. But I got up with my prayer time. And I said, this is my desire to honor you. Oh, I just started praising him with all of my heart. I just started praising him. Lord, this is my desire to honor you. I don't care what I'm feeling like. I don't care what it looks like. I started praising him. 
And yeah, we got on up and, you know, he was looking sideways. You know, he, he was laid out, so he was tired to come to church. I don't care. As for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. What you do when you get out of here is your business. But we going. Get you some coffee. Get you some tea. Get you some caffeine. But you're going to get up in the house of God. We, don't, we, we just let things happen. And then we wonder why there's no power. Because we just let things happen. No, he has given you the power. He's equipped you. He said the greater one lives in you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. If God is for you, who and what could successfully be against you? Who and what? And so today I just want to encourage everybody to pray. I want to encourage you to get that relationship with God. You don't have to, it's, it's, it's not about what you're doing. People, God will, God will make a way for you. People will see, you don't got to raise your hand to be on the pulpit. This is not my comfort zone. I, I, I don't, I, hey, I'm right here. I love sitting there praising. I love, I'll serve. What do you need me to do, pastor? I'll serve. You need some water? Do you need something? Anything. I just want to do the will of God. I just want to do the will of God. Everybody want to be on the pulpit. Everybody want to be up here preaching. Do you know the tax that come with that? If you can't handle the Satan at your own house, don't get nobody else's house. Don't get nobody else's house. If you can't handle them in your own house, don't get nobody else's house. So I'm just going to, my husband got something. I'm going to pray this song, play this song. And I just want to encourage anybody that, uh-oh, Daniel didn't shut me off. That's all right, Daniel. I still can talk. I just want to encourage you, if, if you need prayer, come up here. If you need to get your prayer life back with God, come up here. If you haven't been praying, we can just, Father, forgive us. Let's get our lives back with God. Let's pray. Let's start spending time with God. Let's let God use us for the glory of God, for his kingdom. Let's shift the atmosphere for Lily of the Valley. God is doing a new thing. You know, you can't pour new wine and old wine skin. Sometimes you got to do some new things to, to start where you need to be. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this message. Know that God loves and cares for you deeply. You know, we all have struggles in our life, tough times, and much more. But God is about to do great things in your life. Remember the scripture found in Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. It's your season for breakthrough. Don't give up. Don't stop. Trust God to bring you through. God bless you. I would like to take a time to thank all listeners of the Lily Kojic Podcast. I pray that you or someone close to you was truly blessed by the messages that we bring to you weekly. As we go forward, we ask that you share the podcast with as many people as possible. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 states, So neither is he that plants anything, neither is he that waters, but God gives the increase. Our goal is to expand this ministry to reach more people with the good news of the gospel. You can help us achieve that goal by supporting us with a donation of any amount. We have a donation button located on our podcast page that will allow you to support this ministry. Thank you and God bless.